Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're so glad you joined us here for the conversation as we go verse by verse through the book of Jeremiah. Our series, The Hard Truth, is looking at this Old Testament prophet's messages of sorrow, judgment, and hope. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Good morning, friends, and welcome back. So glad that you joined us today for the completion, the conclusion of our story in Jeremiah chapter 28. Jeremiah is in the temple, and his message of, let's let's call it a message of doom and gloom, because it is a message that the people of God are not going to escape exile. They're not going to escape the, the consequence that God is going to allow in and through the person of Nebuchadnezzar, who is going to come in and again invade Jerusalem. The people are going to suffer the consequence of serving Babylon for 70 years. This is the message that Jeremiah is preaching. It's not a popular one. And then kind of to add insult to injury, Jeremiah is wearing this, this wooden yoke around his neck as a constant visual reminder of the kind of servitude that Nebuchadnezzar would bring to God's people. So obviously, the priests who desperately want the vessels of God to be returned, uh, they desperately want to the temple to stay intact. Uh, They're not liking this message of destruction, and they're not liking the message that things are going to take a lot longer than they thought it would. Zedekiah, of course, the king, doesn't like the message. Jeremiah has preached this message not only to Zedekiah, but to all the surrounding nations because they are trying to form some kind of a coalition, again, fighting what God is allowing, fighting what God is doing. And in the middle of all of this, one day, this prophet named Hananiah comes, and he essentially says, Jeremiah, your message is wrong. My message is right. Your message is negative. My message is positive. Your message is one of of depression, and my message is one of hope. And in two years' time, it's all going to change. And Jeconiah is going to come back. The vessels of God are going to come back. The captives are going to come back. There's going to be a grand reunion. The country is going to be saved. So Jeremiah, God told me this. And Jeremiah says, amen. Hope, I wish that were true, but it's not true. And if you would simply survey the way God has used prophets down over the last couple of hundred years, prophets like Hosea and Amos and Nahum and Zephaniah and um, um, Micah and, uh, and Isaiah and, and Jeremiah himself and Habakkuk, you would see that your message really would be the exception to the rule because it's this message that in two years, everything's going to be great. Now, is that to say that God never announces good news through his prophets? Of course not. And sometimes he does. But how then can we know that this message predicting in two years that everything was going to be better, how can we know that that message is true? Well, watch verse number nine, Jeremiah chapter 28 and verse number nine, where the Bible says the prophet which prophesied, prophesieth of peace. So as Jeremiah continues to answer Hananiah, he talks about the prophet that prophesieth peace. So who's he talking about? 
He's talking about Hananiah because that's what Hananiah is doing. He's the prophet that's prophesying peace. So watch what Jeremiah says about him. The prophet which prophesieth of peace, when the word of the prophet shall come to pass, then shall the prophet be known that the Lord hath truly sent him. So how do we know that Hananiah's message is true? Well, we don't know. I mean, there's no way to ascertain that in that moment. I think what Jeremiah is saying here is we won't know until two years are up. Then we're going to know. So it's hard sometimes in the moment when people stand against our message or stand against the truth of God's word, because sometimes the things that we preach have don't come to pass until God's timing. So the, these false prophets had a season of time where their message is more popular. It's more readily received. People tend to have confirmation bias when it comes to listening. So it seems as if Hananiah is the good guy with the good message. And what Jeremiah says is, we'll see. Because if you truly are a prophet of peace, if you truly have announced the word of God, then in two years time, it'll be very easy to see if you're truly of God or if you are a liar. And that, that was the, always the test of the false prophet. Remember in the book of Deuteronomy that the test of a true prophet was that his words came to pass. The test of false, the, the, the revelation of false prophecy was that the things he said did not come to pass. So there it is. The proof is in the pudding. Look at verse number 10. Then Hananiah the prophet, here's his response to Jeremiah's response, verse number 10, then Hananiah the prophet took the yoke from off the prophet Jeremiah's neck and break it. So instead of saying, instead of being humble or, or admitting that what he has just said is made up, no, there's, there's huge peer pressure. And all of the pressure is on the side of Hananiah to double down on this message. So what does Hananiah do? He actually takes that physical, visual representation of servitude that Jeremiah has had around his neck, that yoke. He takes it off of Jeremiah's neck and he breaks it in front of all the people as if to say that that, that message you're preaching, Jeremiah, of servitude is wrong. And I will demonstrate it right now and break it in pieces. Watch what he says. Verse number 11, and Hananiah spake in the presence of all the people, saying, thus saith the Lord, even so will I break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, from the neck of all nations within the space of two full years. And the prophet Jeremiah went his way. So it would seem that Hananiah won the day because Hananiah comes in with his message and says, here's what God's going to do. And Jeremiah says, amen, that would be nice. But that's really not in concert with what the prophets of God have been preaching. And every now and then when God gives a prophet a message of peace, the way we know it's true is when it actually happens. And the implication is yours is not actually going to happen. And Hananiah's response to that was to take that visual representation, that yoke, and to break it and say, you're wrong. I'll repeat what I said. In two years, peace is coming. So he doubles down on his message. And the Bible says Jeremiah just walks away. 
So it would seem to the onlooking crowd, it would seem to the priest, to the people, to everybody that was there, it would seem that Hananiah was the winner because the crowd was on his side, the crowd believed his message, Jeremiah walks away, has nothing to say. Matter of fact, the only friend that Jeremiah has right now is time itself. And can I say this? When you stand for the truth, you have a friend in the entity of time. Time is your friend. I remember what uh, the uh, Cana Anna, that false prophet of Ahab's day, when he slapped the prophet Micaiah and said, which way went the word of God from me to you? Hey, who died and left you, boss? I've given a prophecy to Ahab, and everyone agrees with me, and you've given a negative prophecy, and no one agrees with you, so what makes you right and me wrong? And what Micaiah basically said is, well, we won't know now. What, what, when we'll know is when my prophecy that he will die comes to pass, and when my prophecy that the Syrian army will rout you comes to pass. And while my prophet prophecy that you'll come running back in retreat and hide yourself in a little corner in your house, then you will know, then you will know that I am of God and you're not. In other words, we're going to have to wait and see how this turns out. And then we're going to know. And that's, that's all of the Bible. Right now, as believers, sometimes we are the ones that are made fun of. We're the ones that are ostracized. We're the ones that are rejected. But it's a wait and see. If God's word is true, then one day everybody will know. And that's the point here. So look at verse number 18. So Jeremiah has gone his way. But having gone his way, watch what God does. Verse number 12. Then the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the prophet. After that, Hananiah the prophet had broken the yoke from off the neck of the prophet Jeremiah, saying, go and tell Hananiah. So get the picture. Jeremiah on that day walks away. Okay, but in the meantime, God comes to Jeremiah and says, okay, I've got a message. Go back and find that guy. Go back and find that that false prophet and tell him this from me. So here's a new message that God has given Jeremiah specifically for Hananiah. Verse number 13, go and tell Hananiah saying, thus saith the Lord, thou hast broken the yokes of wood, but thou shalt make for them yokes of iron. So Hananiah, wow, you are really big and bad in that you broke that that sermon prop, that yoke of wood, and that you testified that Nebuchadnezzar would not be the one whom the people would serve that they would be free in two years. That was, a, a, that was a, a, a really bold statement you made. But in essence, what you did by lying to them, by telling them what they wanted to hear, not telling them what I told, what, what my message is, is, what you've really done is you've increased their suffering. So now it's not like they have a yoke of wood. It's like they have a yoke of iron, an unbreakable yoke. So when we fail to accept the consequences that God brings in our life because of our sinful choices, the consequences are part of God's discipline. When we fail to do that, then we make the discipline even worse. And that's the point that God is making through Jeremiah. Verse number 14, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, 
I have put a yoke of iron upon the neck of all these nations, that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and they shall serve him, and I have given him the beasts of the fields also. This is exactly what Jeremiah told those ambassadors last chapter. And now God's simply reiterating it and saying, go back to Hananiah and saying, Hananiah, I have not changed my mind. My word is still as intact and as powerful and as strong and as irreversible as it was a chapter ago. In spite of your popularity, in spite of your positive message, in spite of all the people that have signed on in agreement with you, you are wrong. God is right. Verse number 15, then said the prophet Jeremiah unto Hananiah, the prophet, hear now, Hananiah, the Lord hath not sent thee. Well, that's a, that's a definitive statement. You are not a prophet of God. God has not sent you, but thou makest this people to trust in a lie. You're a liar. And more insidiously, you're making people put all their faith and trust in words that are not true. You're getting them to put their confidence in a lie, in your words, instead of putting their confidence in my word, which is always foundationally true. Look at the last verse, last two verses. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, behold, I will, ca- I will cast thee, Hananiah, I will cast thee from off the face of the earth. This year thou shalt die, because thou hast taught rebellion against the Lord. So Hananiah the prophet died the same year in the seventh month. So three months after Hananiah had made this proclamation publicly to Jeremiah, he was dead. Now think about it. His prophecy was in two years, this is going to happen. Well, he died knowing in his heart that he had lied. And then two years later, his grave Uh, didn't uh, indicate that he had told the truth because in two years' time, they were still under the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar. And 70 years later, they still were. Why? Let God be true and every man a liar. What a story. And what a, uh, a courageous man Jeremiah was to go back and tell Hananiah, not only are you wrong, but you've caused a great damage to God's people and you will die. Why? Because as those that claim to teach and represent God in his word, we are held to a much higher standard as we see see here with Hananiah. Just like Ananias and Sapphira died for lying before God, so Hananiah died for lying before God, mishandling the word of God. Well, that's it. End of chapter number 28. We'll jump into a brand new chapter next episode, chapter number 29. Hope you'll be here for that. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.